Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to this re-release of my Christina Rogers episode. It is an older episode. Some of you may have never heard it. I wanted to re-release this episode in particular as I continue to kind of deal with both the municipal, bureaucratic, dare I say Kafkaesque part of... um, the Kafkaesque part of of losing a family member if you're the one who's in charge of what happens from that point forward. Um, I wanted to also sort of pick this episode because Christina is just a wonderful human being. She's someone I bonded with very, very strongly, um, very, very quickly. Uh, I know her through her marvelous husband, Mark McConville, who is a one of the super ego guys, so a genius, in other words. And um, Christina did the podcast, and we just connected on mom stuff (laughs) in such an intense way. And I wanted to sort of use this opportunity to give her a shout out and say that, um, you know, this is a perfect example of, of a person that you kind of always have a connection with in life when you share some experiences and some emotion together. So this is uh, a way of acknowledging that, and uh, it feels like it's come full circle in a weird way. So enjoy the episode. I hope that doesn't sound too mysterious. Basically, it just means that she's a wonderful human with great perspectives and um, who really inspired me. Uh, as she was going through uh, the loss of her mom several years ago. So she's wonderful. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thinking about everybody and appreciating your support. Goodbye. First thing I want to return to briefly, so that I can um, talk with you about your beautiful dress, is this whole because the because the necklace works beautifully with it as well. It's that sort of it's like a necklace, but it's not really because it's just like sort of uh, for the listener. It's like a it's sort of a low hanging, almost like a leather mm, a leather, leather piece that's uh, stiff. It's not like it's loosey goosey. And then there's a smaller kind of half circle of leather that's like attached to that. Like yeah, there you go. Um, that's just a great, uh, that's a great piece. I think you say that's a great piece instead I, of a necklace when you is. have something it's that's not quite artistic. like, yeah, there's no jingle jangle going on with, uh, what I would consider to be a very Scandinavian dress. Uh, we describe, you describe it as your Bjork dress. It's my Bjork I would, dress. I would sure. throw that into that description mm-hmm. as well. Um, and how, what of just a revelation it was when everything started turning into like these cocoon shapes. Thank God. I mean, but we're tall. And I will say that that's one thing that people say to me when I'm wearing these sort Mm -hmm. of guinea sacks is people are like, well, you're tall, so Mm -hmm. you can do that. I thought I had to wait until I was like 60 to start really embracing my, what I call my art school teacher. Eileen Fisher sort of like, I would walk past that store and be like, oh, Oh, bless. Look at all those savvy retirees Mm -hmm. who just still, they're shapeless and they just still look chic. I feel like embracing the shapelessness is almost empowering. I agree. I I feel different when I, when I don't have the confines of, of a structure to the dress and it needs some detailing. Like i certainly cannot like a caftan. I love to death. Yeah. Please give me a caftan anytime. But I didn't realize how like, um, I have embraced it. My husband doesn't mind it. And like the more shapeless 
with some detail, the better. So this is Vera Bjork because it's cut off short. And yeah. normally I you wear... You still get some ankle. You still so get some... So I feel like as long as you balance out the skin, mm-hmm. that's the secret. Like you need to show some sticks. Whether it's like could elbow arms, down could be, yeah. or your ankles. So I agree. This is really cut off. And it also looks like the dogs got me because of the hem is so frayed. Oh, yeah. They sort of do that like, oh, whoops, we forgot to finish it. I Who know, cares? And I love Let's it so it much. Anyway. And my mother, bless her heart, would have hated this dress so oh, much yeah. because she was like, you cannot spend so much money for a dress that looks like it got caught in the door but i was like <laughs> i don't even care so yeah and allegedly this dress it has pockets which is like also you know very important for the sh- the shift big shapeless dress i agree but you're supposed to be able to wear it backwards too oh okay i have if a dress like see, that there's some mm-hmm. gathers in the back yeah so they're like yeah you can turn it around i was like mm. <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see. see maybe I after have a dress like that that has to your point i mean it is the cousin to this dress mm-hmm. it is but it's sleeveless yeah and same thing it's got and it is so balloony that it has a tie but it can tie in the front or the back nice so you can either options. do this sort of straight front uh-huh. or you can do like the scoop front and either way it's sort of i mean they really i think i got it in australia but i feel like i should have got it like in denmark or something uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good choice. How did you, um, do you have like a style that you can identify that sort of evolved into understanding that you could actually be comfortable and, st- and be I chic? I don't know. And- it kind of happened last year because I think part of it too is like I, I grew up in Long Beach and I lived in Long Beach and I came to LA for work all mm-hmm. the time. And, and I didn't really feel like I lived here. We moved closer in the city three years ago. And something about like, kind of being more immersed in what's happening here rather than coming to work and then leaving and going back home. Mm -hmm. Although Mark also lived in West Hollywood. So we were here a lot. Yeah. But there's something about that. And like also age too. I think like you're, I was waiting. I was waiting to be Iris Appel. I was waiting for these moments to dress like this. And then I was like, (laughs) I can dress like this. And I remember my mom came up and she was like, oh, and I was like, isn't it great? And she was like, but there's something about how you carry yourself and like, it's not slob dressing. I mean, it's certainly, I, I'm I sure there's, there's, a, there's an attempt there's an intention. There's an intention. It's it, not like I quit. Yeah. I didn't quit. I chose this. Yes. yes. And, it, and I, you know, it's a little Icelandic, this one in particular. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to wear it to Bjork at the end of the month. We've please already, we've already said it. like I'm this, this dress to hear it's going to be, perfect. but, um, but yeah, I think, I think you're, you're taking it back. You're yeah. just like, it's structural and it's artistic and I don't know. Yeah. No, it no, makes I totally you feel agree. good. So what is your, what was your mom's? Uh, version of like the sort of perfect outfit was it was being comfortable less important to her was she kind of of the generation of like well I still like she was always like really put together like for sure like always had her earrings on even go even to go like get the newspaper yeah um but I just think she prefers me in something like very like more ways to find Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. certainly have a classic style like I'm typically in like a a midi length skirt you know or a dress like I love dresses and I've probably my entire life been overdressed for everything Uh (laughs) and I don't see it like that I'm always like this is just what I want to wear sure sure um so yeah I I tend I before this I was very classic, but I'm always in like an Oxford or, you know, if I'm not in something crazy, but, um, yeah, but pretty classic. And then what you see today, which is a little bit 
more art, more artsy, more yes, a, editor of a but magazine. But I really feel like it's me now, and I'm yeah. real proud of that. Own it. Yeah. Well, when you said Long Beach, then I, of course, in my head, I was like, oh, casual, beachy Long Beach. So then no. I was trying to imagine Hip-hop like, hop games. Yeah. Are you going to say dog. that you just wore like cut off some flip flops? Flip flops? Like, what is the? How does the Long Beach? No, sort well, of I feel lean like Long Beach the... is like no. I don't know. I I have such people from Long Beach are we're, we're, we are really proud. Yeah. I, I mean, I love going down there for like the all the vintage shops. Yeah, Retro Row is really great. And yeah, it's definitely a place to feel like you're on vacation very quickly right outside of LA. I, you know, I haven't thought about that before, but I mean, I'm not from there. So yeah. of course it's totally, well, you know, it's like accessible to beach. It's not like um, a beach culture that's necessarily in your face. It's not surfer based right. at all. Um, but I just feel like it's more normal. I mean, not that people, there's definitely like a retro rockabilly style associated with it. And one of our favorite bars, um, the Pike, which is owned by the drummer of social distortion. That's like a hardcore long beach affirmia, like rockabilly bar. So I do think maybe that's where at least I come from is that kind of identification or gangster style because of Snoop bless his heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just, I just like it. You definitely dressing. I never felt like I was different, but you definitely don't fit into the normal everyday person that's at Vaughn's, you know, shopping. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, one of these things is not like the other. Right, right. For well, sure. And so with with something like Long Beach, you know, I feel like I have a lot of people, like a tremendous amount of people who end up on the podcast who are from the East Coast, who oh, yeah? grew up just within an hour of New York. Uh-huh. And it's not even that their parents worked in New York or anything, because their par- it's like many of them had the experience of going into the city, but feeling like it was very disconnected from their regular life but still having access to it yeah and sort of having maybe perhaps higher and different aspirations than I was compared to myself because I lived in Tucson and there just wasn't yeah there's not that next door neighbor that you're like oh my because oh sure certainly isn't that and so I'm wondering if that's true of like the sort of long beach to LA oh my god um my mom started taking me to Melrose to shop when I was probably 13 or 14 yeah and um you know, it's different than it is now, of course, but it was still like the shopping destination. Olivia yeah. Newton-John had Koala Blue, which was like her <laughs> like Australian yes. cool shop. And I was a vegetarian, like a new vegetarian. And she had oh, a cafe wow. there. Yeah. So you could eat vegetarian and not be weird back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And um, but it really coming to L.A. and shopping on Melrose um, was so defining at that time, like really. I mean, music. Like this ob- is my this is my access into like. Oh the my city god! World. It was so special when my mom. I mean, I can't believe I I should have asked her like why we started going up there. Like I was hanging out with a a friend's brother that liked music, and so he and I would go up there and record shop mm-hmm. in different like record stores. But my mom would always take me there to buy shoes. Like we go to retail slut, and I would buy these witch boots that were like amazing. Uh-huh. They were white. <laughs> And then I had like a nine buckle <sighs> shoe that was really good. And we'd go shop for jewelry. And then we'd always eat at Koala Blue, Olivia Newton-John's restaurant. Amazing. And I felt cool. What were the clothes like at Koala Blue? They just like sweatshirts were with like, like rainbow preppy? letters. Like, okay. I, I don't think. Because the, the shoes that you just described are more like what I was into when I was in high school, which was I went down like the gothy, punky kind of road. Oh, I was definitely. And again, my mom would have called it a stylish goth. Uh-huh. Like I, I had all the style of goth with but the happiness of a normal person. I like, feel like that's totally right. Me too. Yeah. Still like super. I was telling somebody I had to go to church with my mom through high school, even when I was totally gothed out. And so the only difference would be like 
I would wear like the same long black skirt and black top, but I just wouldn't wear black lipstick. I would wear maroon <laughs> lipstick, maroon right? lipstick and like, pale face. Right? And like, then like maybe put on flats instead uh-huh. of combat boots. Girl, I understand. But I was so cheerful. I was like cracking jokes and uh-huh. like one of my best friends was there and I, you know, he and I would make fun of everything and uh-huh. I just was still such a goofball, even though I was also like, no, this, but like, this is also who I am. But like, hey, yes. how's it going? everybody i've always had a a layer of that for sure and i think that um other still like my first concert poster that was ever in my room was Mm -hmm. a Susie and the banshees poster and it's still in our bedroom to this day and my husband's always like why does that get to be in our bedroom i'm like (laughs) well you're glad that it's like 30 of these posters like it used to be wall to wall and now it's just like the original i had to decide like Mm. what am i gonna made the cut what did what did she make the cut over oh Oh, it was pretty much. I mean, I was a diehard Susie fan mm-hmm. for sure. So you had multiple Susies. I had multiple Susies. I had the very iconic Susie and Robert Smith photo. Oh, the, sure. Like the poster was black and white. Sure. Whereas they're kind of wearing like devil shirts and yep. they're laughing. Yep. Um, you know, we did go into Love and Rockets and Cure a little bit, but we never got to Bauhaus, I think was also up there. And who's we? Sugar is that cubes. you and friends or is it you and uh, siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay. Oh, me too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk sugar about cubes that. for sure. For sugar me. cubes for sure. And I had the life is good poster where it was like, um, the, I did too. The green one is I had the green one. Yeah, is like that the, the, co- one, album co- like the, the album cover? But is life is good. The one where they're like stick figures, but they have genitalia. Oh no, that's the, is, that's, is that pop or something like it might an be in between one. I had the t-shirt that was yeah. like black, but then had neon like stick figures yeah. with like boobs and vaginas and Penises. Maybe that was maybe it might the, not be life is good. The, it might maybe be the CD cover was the was just like the green and like yeah. the kind of poppy thing, and then there was like a version of that with posters and stuff that was the stick figures. Because I, it's not like they did that many they albums. Didn't. And I remember they had one with a red cover, mm-hmm. and then one that was like I think that was pop. But then I started. And I think Motor Crash is on the that's re- on the life's too. Good. Life, I think life's, life's is too good. good or life's too life's life too is good. good? Life it might be life's I don't too know, girl, good. My memory is Swiss cheese these days. I know. Me too. I used to. I used to be able to tell you like it, it might was be like life's too good. Okay, but that has birthday and birthday motor crash. Motor crash. That was like when delicious they, demons is that also delicious on there? demons? I'm sure is on. This That's, is very delicious yeah, demons. Look, very, very very delicious demons. That was that and that yeah that was their first and weirdest and that was like before oh, they were opening best. for you too and I saw them in like a hotel ball a small like Sheraton oh hotel ballroom and everyone was just like what is happening this is amazing totally what is going on right now so great it was a good time when i used to see shows um i grew up by cal state long beach and there was the golden bear and like we saw nirvana there before it was nirvana like it was just like the college club yeah and i think like a sugar cubes went through there the pixies went through there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like for sure yeah and then i booked bands in college and it's the same with like we used to book no doubt and it would be like all the so cool that you got to book bands when you were in college how do you get how did that position in like the student union or how does yeah that, it's total student union. how did you how did you get that I would, i'm asking like i'm gonna go back and snake it right like, i gotta like, go back to I school gotta, immediately do and this. become this a band booker <laughs> no but it's funny because i um i got a job at disneyland when i was in high school oh, and you're another part of the disneyland southern california crew am i do you well, have a lot Mark, of those amanda possibly matt oh yeah right all those people it's weird had temporary disneyland because matt and amanda just got married yeah i'm sure your podcast have they both been on the show i would assume okay so um it's weird parallels because matt and amanda both worked at the park 
And by the park, I mean Disneyland. That's yeah. like a, ingrained a in us. time of when they worked. But yeah, yeah well, the park, yeah. my first job was at Disneyland. And my husband, Mark, um, also worked at Disneyland, but our, our paths never overlapped. Yeah. I was gone by the time that he started to work there. Yeah, it's a total parallel. Yeah, for it's sure. So and I, we, I met Matt there like briefly when I had gone back to consult, but mm-hmm. otherwise, like we never were at the park at the same time. Yeah. But um, what were you consulting on? Oh, I, um, I had gone back to work in uh, TV production mm-hmm. d- division, and I'm a stylist, so they would hire me to do um, work on commercials or do their dress their talent. Oh, that's great! Yeah. What was what did you what were you doing when you were when it was your first job? My first job, uh, my parents told me they would buy me a car if I got to work at Disneyland, but it's really because I was a dancer mm. and I went to a performing arts school and. Nice. Um, it's sort of like some of my friends were dancing the parades there. And so a week after I turned 16, I went to this audition and I was there 18 hours. Oh my Lord. We got there at six in the morning and there were about 900 girls to be in the Christmas parade. Isn't that Whoa. crazy? And it was so hard. I would it have was been like, so intimidated when I got there and saw all those bodies. I just would have left. But like, it was like, I was of the mindset. I mean, my, I went to the Orange County High School of the Arts, like the first four years of it. And it was, um, it was at a school that was like a cheerleader football school hmm. for sure. And then suddenly you have these weird like fame kids coming in there <laughs> and like they expect us to dance on the tables like at lunch. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't fit in. And yeah. But you're so ingrained in the dancer lifestyle. And I feel like too, like we had so many professionals like from the Joffrey coming in from like Jacob's Pill, all these like crazy dance mm-hmm. people that would mentor us mm-hmm. that we felt like we were legit, legit dancers. So I was like, okay, this yeah. is like New York, man. This I'm my here. Calling. I'm this going, is I'm my here. dance bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm in Anaheim. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and they cast me as yeah. a hippo from Fantasia. And I was oh. like, I'm going to be a hippo for Fantasia. It's the hardest dance could have ever done. And I'm going to oh. be in a costume. Was it hot? Yeah, I do love the tutus and fan- and on the hippos and right. Then they wear little tutus yes. and Fantasia. It yeah. was so much fun. I loved Fantasia when I was younger, and it was definitely one of those things where I think I wanted that feeling of almost that like weird. Is it for grownups or is it for kids? Totally. Sort of like oh, this is not like any cartoon I've ever seen. It's just strange and it's mystical and there's something kind of sexy about it. What is going on here? Right? You know? There's like a, there's a, like a, a diabolical, like yeah. mysterious level about it. I think it. that might have informed some of my sexuality, like it or not. <laughs> I think I was like, oh, who are these like, are they, who are these people that sort of have like, you know, Barbie boobs where they don't have nipples, but they're definitely right? not wearing shirts I, are, and they're fairies. They yeah. can fly and they're tiny and delicate and wispy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. If that was my only parade, like in a true costume, then I was just like a random dancer. Yeah. Um, after God, that, you would just have to be so, I always think that even now just seeing parade dancers and stuff, I'm like, God, you're in the best shape of your life. How can you not be in the best shape of your life? I was always a really good dancer. I was never a great dancer. And so Disneyland was sort of like this thing that, that embraced me. And like my dearest friends are still from that the parade department and entertainment there. But, um, but it definitely created like thing like of how to perform and how to be nice and how to like a very um, acceptable way to be like genteel and always happy and positive. And it was like so good for 
you got a wig and a costume and makeup and people and instant gratification. So my training just went down the, the, the <laughs> tubes because I was like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like the best time yeah. was, was, were those years like dancing and performing there was awesome. And so how long through through high school was it was it and then what did you do it after what was the, I worked what was there the range 10 years uh total so I worked through college amazing. um dancing and uh I used to do Maleficent yeah which is not like a was not at the time like a super popular character yeah. but now like thanks to Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. I think we can like people well I always loved Maleficent oh, Maleficent was the best oh, she's so I, I it was another character I was like she's so beautiful right and like, elegant I just thought, yeah and I never found her to be evil I just thought she was annoyed like I <laughs> Like I never really portrayed her as like I I didn't associate her with the dragon somehow. Like right? I somehow I was like, oh, the dragon's the scary thing. Yeah, she's fine. She's just like, like, oh wait, that's un- the same. Oh okay. Yeah, she's just offended. Yeah, and that well, she was her. very uppity. There's right? you know she was and sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. So for a long I time I just How, did that. I think that's very exciting. Oh, it was so. It was very fun at the time. I did so many crazy events because I would be the Maleficent. They'd fly to do like a collectible show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So you'd see like adult men with their moms and they'd be Adorable. waiting in line for you to sign a box, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or they did this huge Vegas um, of some entertainment show in Vegas. And it was around the time Evita was out with Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. And they made me the sequin cape to wear. And they also had a hello, balcony hello. so people could go take their picture. Um, as like a Vita with the arms up. Yeah. And so I would just sneak up there and take these big pictures <laughs> in this Avita balcony. And um, it was really, I have a picture dancing with the Olsen twins. Oh my God. They're Amazing. They're in like crushed velvet matching How jumpers. many people can say that? Very few. There's a lot of good, good stories from that time. Oh. But Maleficent was really awesome. And they would do Halloween events at the parks. And I would, they would, we would do this big um, entrance through the castle and so you, you know, like the fog would be going and the lights. And so you'd come out like all in silhouette and like everyone's waiting for you. And then these queens would, would spend all year making these costumes. Like it's Disneyland, man. Sure. You think you're going to have the best costume ever. Maybe Mickey does, but Maleficent is like pieced together uh-huh. from like <laughs> 30 years. Like it was a bizarro costume. And so you'd have these guys that were dressed up like Maleficent. First of all, like six, five. Oh like, Yeah giant giant yeah. drag maleficent larger than life with like literally a, with like a pet raven that would talk Amazing. and they would come up to me and i would just have to shun them because i was like <laughs> dude you know you look better than i do you know i got no game here so yeah. i'm just gonna like ignore you uh-huh. because <laughs> that's all i got I, I, that's it I, it's you, all i you got win. okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I oughta... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! (laughs) 
And so how did it translate into uh, consulting? Is that something oh. that you went away and then you came back and said, and like you found out that they needed? Well, I think you asked or... me too, like about co- uh, college. I um, didn't want to go away to school because I was so immersed in like Disney yeah. and like Cal State Fullerton where I went to school was a big Disney college. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think maybe the only place I applied because I was like, my parents were like, you live five minutes from university like you could go here uh-huh. and I was like uh-uh I'm gonna drive into Orange County yeah and um I'm gonna have this like I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna work at the park and then um I sort of wanted to get involved and they had these noontime concerts and I remember seeing Henry Rollins in the rain <sighs> and Henry Rollins I mean my god like so he's a powerful man that's right but when you've seen him like with his shoes off in the rain you know uh, in the middle of his college campus I was like sign me up yeah 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 and yeah. so like I became involved in booking the concerts and that's I designed so cool. the posters and um we had like really crazy stories from back in those days that's and fantastic every Ugh. band would get round table pizza and uh-huh. that was just that's how it was but it was a great experience for sure yeah and then um I continued working at the park and when I first left to be a freelancer, I was really scared because sure. I'd never not had a job before. And so friends of mine were like, well, we can hire you uh, under contract and you can come out and work on these commercials. And we just, I love the parallel of it actually is like this safe sort of nest, the sort of right? Disney movie story of mom and dad, I got <laughs> totally, to totally. move away from home. Like, but you already, but that was a job. You know, you were, I know, but this, but I'm talking about like a real job, like an unsafe world job. I had no support. I knew it was a thing I was doing event design like I kind of started to work in the office and then I got uh, was over at the hotels and I was doing event design and creating these events and producing them and a friend came by that was a stylist and she was I was kind of testing out this space party of the fifth I thought it would look like the fifth element mm-hmm. and so I had taken all these dryer tubes and I was hanging them over my desk because I wanted to buy like all the dryer tubes you know, it was metal. Very like, easy to imagine. Absolutely. Right? There's yeah, accordion. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. every ro- so robot costume. Gaultier. That's right? so fifth element. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, um, so I was, I had bought all the ones from like Home Depot and Lowe's in the area and I had, <laughs> I had strung them up in my office and it. she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I want to see how they drape because I have to figure out how many I need and where I can get them because huh. I'm going to do it in the ballroom and we made like a whole video. So it's like they're boarding a cruise and, oh, and she was great. like, you need to call this creative director. You're out. And so for a while I did both things. I was a prop stylist and then I worked still with a full-time job at Disney. And, and then finally I was like, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's a big deal. Oh, it's so great. And then, um, my parents were like, you're insane. (laughs) And I, so I freaked out. I got a job at Pottery Barn, um, because a friend of mine worked at Pottery Barn. Can, let me just say this really quickly. What? These guys know. When I lived in Arizona, there was no Pottery Barn retail store, but they, I would get the catalog, uh-huh. and I was obsessed with it. <gasps> really? And so when I moved to San Francisco, my dream job was to get a job at Pottery Barn. <gasps> so I had like two other totally random, bizarro jobs in retail. When I first got there, this is like halfway through college, I left and needed to establish residency there. And I got my seasonal sales associate job nice. at Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn. Mm-hmm. worked up to regular associate, worked up to, des- to design studio coordinator, <gasps> worked up to manager... And then was sort of like on track because I was on Chestnut Street, which is down the street from Williams-Sonoma headquarters Uh to go into like product design or styling. I wanted to be, I was like, maybe I should be the visual uh, merchandiser. Um, And then I ended up working for a design firm instead because I got recruited out of that into project management at a design firm. So 
there's definitely now I really don't because we have so after much to you talk did about. the yeah after you mm, totally the, the, my friend Chris who I know from my podcast as a fan and he also loves all things super ego pistol shrimps radio all of that and he said mark's mark's wife christina d- d- she just gets hosted i feel like you guys are the same person you have to have her on the podcast you just have to there's so much and so i'm uh, like all of the and i don't know why he would know about pottery barn i'm sure you didn't talk about that on that yeah. but just uh, that the, so there's even more stuff that like he couldn't have even known about okay, that so I'm we like, already wait a minute. Uh, we already have we kept we have um, the shapeless dressing that's right we have sack dressing tent dressing only child only child um goth goth which we can t- totally get happy back cheerful to. goth happy cheerful goth which is such a subdivision of goth yeah. and then th- getting it like i hear everything that you're saying and it feels like i all of those things feel like what i would have done i took dance all through high mm-hmm. school a junior high and high school and then i had to stop my senior year because uh theater and drama and dance were at the same the advanced dance class was at the same time as theater so oh, i, had, I was like oh um but yeah, I could totally see like, oh yeah, if I had been raised in Long Beach, I could totally see myself like taking the dance thing really seriously and going and working at Disneyland. And when I came down here, I definitely was like, well, I have experience in production and prop styling and location scouting and stuff like that in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe, you know, this acting thing seems like it's never going to work out. And I really am being dragged down here kicking and streaming anyway. So maybe I'll just start like... Maybe I'll see if I can get, you know, an apprenticeship in uh, like a prop house or oh do my something. God, how funny. With, yeah, really? Selling, 100%. That's I was like, oh, it combines both the things I know how to do, like <laughs> stage design, theater, went to school for theater. And, you know, so I easily could have easily could have. I probably would have come to you and been like, can I work with you? It's so funny because I was in again, I can't I can't Mark's experience at Disneyland I spilled my tea. Don't is don't so, worry. Oh, is, but I did spill my tea. Is, so is, if you wonder why I'm ignoring you, I'm uh, not ignoring uh, you. Mark's experience at Disneyland was so much different. Like to me, it's this magical place that I always went as a kid. And the can you still go there, by the way, and sort of have? I can because technically, the dirty secret is he's still employed there, but they keep calling him and he doesn't call him back because uh-huh. he's afraid they're going to say you're fired. So we can still get in. And do I you want to. You know what I mean? Is it is it something you can do for fun and just not be connected? Like, yeah, can you we enjoy took it? Our, we took um, his parents when they were here to see the electrical parade um, a couple months ago, and you know, again, his association and his parents' association is totally different than me, who used to wait for the electrical parade as yeah. a kid, and then I was in it as a court dancer. Yeah. And so it's pretty much the same parade. And yeah. so oh, it was so... That music is so nostalgic. I me. didn't... I used to have a 45... Um, the 45-inch picture disc of wow. electrical parade that I would Amazing. play in my room. I get it. I get it. It's so good. It was like living light bright. Yeah. Like living magic the light best. bright. The best. That broke right. hoedown was such a good choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, also, yeah. God, so strange, too. The whole, like, synthesizer thing Super is so weird. weird. And we had to wear... I was a court dancer, so you had with, like, these big bell dresses, and then underneath you had shorts that you had to hold these battery packs so that were probably, like, I don't know, the size of, like, two giant old VCR tapes. <laughs> You know, just for reference, like they weren't super thick. Would they get hot or anything? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And one time I ripped all my wiring out because we were there. We were there for a photo shoot and we were really bored. So we kept sneaking off into the park Mm -hmm. and we tried to get on the carousel and I ripped all the wiring. My dress shorted because I was like, take my picture on the horse. Like, what can we fit on with all? Oh, my God. We we snuck into our main goal was to go into the haunted mansion and where they have that ghost ballroom scene. Yeah. And we were like can we dance on that 
Yeah. And can we do it in our costumes? And it's all like facades. Like those old attractions are, I mean, the new attractions are amazing too, but the old ones are so cool because they really are rickety stage plays. Yeah. And like all built on top of each other. So we kept getting further and further. Like I think we did three trips to the Haunted Mansion. And the third one, we took off our dresses because we're like, we can't, it's too rickety and small. Oh my God. So I have pictures of me in this like crazy court wig and I'm like all down at the birthday scene that's in Haunted Mansion where it's all ghosts. Yeah. And then we have pictures in the doom buggies and the whole thing. And we never got caught, which I think is insane because now I think you would absolutely get caught with the way technology is. I know. I mean, back then uh -uh. I would think that they would have had cameras and stuff back then. I I always wanted to get off during Pirates of the Caribbean, which I'm sure is very common. As a child, I thought all of that treasure down in that cave was real. I was there was no difference. You know what I mean? When yeah. you're a kid, money doesn't mean what you think it means anyway. No, so I was like, why wouldn't it all be real? It's Disneyland. Why would they have fake money? Like, why wouldn't is, it be real treasure? That set is crazy too, because I would go in there for photo shoots like years later and the wig ladies that always did our wigs did all, they maintained all the wigs in the park. Mm. And so they would be like, oh, I hate going in there at like 5 a.m. to touch up because of the rides always, a lot of the attractions they're doing maintenance on yeah. the overnight. So mm. they're just going without people in them, mm-hmm. which is like magical and creepy yes and so they would be like oh there's like the stuff in there and the things you have to step on and so like when we got to go in there for a photo shoot it was like oh my god so cool yeah. like we were in the bed with the skeleton with our eye in the magnifying oh, glass that's fantastic it's probably, you have lived the dream of many a person oh i'm sure many i'm person. sure but i broke the rules like i mean i i would break the Even rules better. to get the, the, the photo Even for sure better um god i love that you were booking these bands so you had a chance to were you had a chance to book people that you had already loved in high school oh or my were god they too, we they were, were even yeah we were the nerdiest I, that word is so overused but we were like music heads in i mean i was a music kid i had a big record collection and then to find people in you said college your dad, you would go in with your dad uh, oh, no, no, no. Your friend, your friends. My, I was at a girl that I was dancing with and her brother, her brother, got like it. I didn't really have goth friends. I don't know if that's similar to your experience, but I was like the goth kid and not that there weren't other goth kids at the school, but I was goth kid and a dancer and a performer. So my friend who I was dancing with was like, Oh, you got to hang out with my brother. And so he's the one that would take me record shopping and we'd go to record store, record conventions and record swaps. And so I think, our relationship really got me exposed because I didn't have older siblings to this music that was so powerful and original and, and, you know, like really influential and yeah. probably who I am now. I mean, a Susie, I mean, come on, like yeah. that persona and that like powerful woman who just, I mean, her iconic makeup, all of that stuff. So anyway, so I think he got me so into music. And then once I found these people in college, like when you're at a commuter campus and you want a reason to stay around school, yeah. You know, and so we would try to figure out, like at the time, morphine. Like all we wanted was morphine mm-hmm. to come play at the. I mean, I'm I was with school in the '90s, yeah. so um, we would have Cristoritos on morning becomes eclectic, and you know, back in the day, which was like a big deal, we would have we would trade music on cassettes mm-hmm. all the time. Did you watch like 120 minutes? Because that oh my was the God. sort of that was Matt like Pinfield, like tape it, tape, tape it. it, and then just wash that shit over out of it over and over. And, and I even though like so many of the videos repeated because still at that time it's not like there were a million videos. It well, was like kind of a limited amount. So limited. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with cable. So I we had request video, which was on channel fifty six. Oh, okay. Which the poor man from K Rock uh-huh. used to <laughs> um 
used to host and and uh, so I would tape that or if there was a video I would try to like watch it again and then tape it again um so yeah that that was like we had CMJ we always try to get funding um for we got to go to two conferences a year and so we always wanted to go to South by Southwest and CMJ oh, which yeah. I don't even think CMJ I don't think it's a magazine it used to be a magazine with a CD mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. don't think that exists it probably is just like an online maybe probably. an online iteration and who perhaps. would have known like for us if you asked us at the time CMJ would be the festival that would continue not yeah. South by Southwest yeah but we could never get funding to go to those so we'd be like ah we gotta go to like college campus association uh-huh. like fundraisers or like conventions but um but yeah we really would just make a wish list of what bands can we get here and and sometimes we would have really good luck getting bands um i remember frente what did a cover of bizarre love triangle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we happened because the bookers were looking for them to do like a college date we happened to have them performing in our pub and i feel like the song had been played on k-rock or uh, they announced it on K Rock, but we, the fire department came. Like, oh, wow. so many people this came hazard, to this yeah. free show because uh, it was like such a big moment. Like everyone loved the song and this like Australian band or New Zealand. I don't forget they're from Down Under, mm-hmm. and everyone was everywhere. And like we had a really cool um, campus. Like like the building, the association manager was always on our side, so he was like, let people in on the stairway. And we're like cool, Adorable. and we'd like filter him in, and people were sitting all over this round table pizza while Frente played. That's so fantastic! But no doubt was our big. Some of the people that worked with me to, went on to tour with them and wow. were at their weddings, and wow. and they became like a really good partner because they went to school there. I was so going to say was, that's a total Southern California band, so I guess yes. that makes sense. Yeah. So so with the things that you had going on, um, and your and the sort of varied tastes, how did dating fit into that? And if it did, ah. like, did you? <laughs> So big dater in high school. <laughs> oh my god, big dater! I um I would go around like uh, with this kid that was the kind of like in Robert's like he was like theatrical Robert Smith. If I was like if I was stylish Susie, he was stylish Robert. Yeah. Although maybe he was depressed, mm-hmm. but it was never like anything serious. We would just like walk around in between classes and get our like picture taken together. <laughs> And that was it. And I, and I, he's a gay man now and I, who knows what he does now. But I remember at the time, like it was about the look. It wasn't mm-hmm. about feelings. And I was such a late bloomer in that respect. Like my first serious boyfriend was in college and he worked in the ASP, this associated student productions that I worked in mm-hmm. and he did the films and I did the publicity. And, and that was sort of like my first everything you could expect in a relationship right. the the torrid romance and the the absolute hatred and the the complete misery and and everything and uh that was like all my college years so and it's funny too because i think i think he's only had two girlfriends because i think he married his second girlfriend oh wow so he was really intense guy but <laughs> but yeah the, i could not r- relate to people or i mean relate to guys mm-hmm. like that was um not did not come easy at all interesting like really innocent about yeah. that sort of thing yeah. and i think it's because i was always in my own fantasy world and i just never yeah i remember being i my mom um i got asked to the dance by um a guy that was in the theater department and he was like a 
not my type, uh-huh. not my type, not interested uh-huh. and not cool or not anything. But he asked me and he was so relentless. And so my mom, I remember a Saturday morning, my mom came in and it was right around Christmas time. And she goes, you know, that motorcycle jacket that you want. And I was like, yeah. She's like, if you go to the dance with him, mom, I'll buy you that jacket. And I was like, minute. what? And they're like, think of just how, to get him off. Or well, their like, they probably were so tired. Think of, of how hard it is for him to ask you. And so I was like, fine. And I remember being so mortified because we were like, <laughs> there was nothing cool about it. We were like the oh, first people yeah. at the dance. And he was an awkward dancer, not a cool dancer. Uh-huh. And, and so I was just like, oh, just think about the jacket. Think about the jacket. <laughs> And then like the following year, I got asked by what would be considered my type of guy now. Mm-hmm. And I was so like, um, I, you have to take me home right now. I have to study for the SATs. I can't stay out late. And, and yeah. I remember like even exchanging yearbooks with him and I didn't write in his yearbook because I didn't know what to do. Do you remember you used to do that? Like here, you can have my yearbook sure, for this yeah, period yeah, and then I'll give it back to you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, we did that. And I don't think you wrote in mine either because it was so awkward and weird. <laughs> Not that I ever dated anyone, but my husband, mind you. There you go. Mark there and I always go. say that. Not that Not that's that, it. That this the, honey, the, the it only was and only ever. You. Yeah, absolutely. It was only Mark McConville. Absolutely. There's only him. Uh, I pr- I appreciate the sentiment of that very much. Right. And in high school, it sounds like it was, would have been true. So yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, that's. I guess that was one of going to be one of my next questions because uh, where I think you and I may split off is that I was because I had a friend. I had a ton of friends who were not in any way like goth or punk or anything. They uh-huh. um, were because they were in theater, because they were in dance, yeah. because they were just like. Normal you know, people. in AP English with me. Um, totally. Uh, but but my sort of most influential friend who was a year older than me was very much goth. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, so she and I really got into a lot of trouble. Like, you know, they we took drugs together and, you know, we went to clubs and stuff. And so my whole universe was bigger in that way than it would have been, I think, if I hadn't had that one friend who was just sort of like, come with me. Oh my God, totally. That's my friend's brother. He would, that's who I went to shows with. And he wasn't really like, he was just a, a, like a water polo guy. Like he was two years older and not really like a, did not dress the part, but so into the like, the, the technical like let's talk about it let's mm-hmm. get into this music he wasn't into the look of it you know was he and interested in you do you think looking back we think so <laughs> now because we have this really now you want to talk about awkward he asked me for valentine's dinner at the velvet turtle oh which i don't know probably does not exist mm-hmm. and there's an awkward picture by the front door even the name is awkward the, the velvet, velvet turtle. turtle but we were sort of like i think these uh you know kind of maybe going through the motions without like the physicality yeah. of it absolutely because like he took me out and i dressed up i wore my, my thigh high suede boots and i was very we exchanged gifts mm-hmm. but there was nothing <laughs> romantic about i mean yeah. probably years later yeah maybe but we yeah. just were too awkward to we didn't really drink so it wasn't like somebody snapped and suddenly that was it but yeah. um but yeah no i i think that almost like playing house like there's that sort of totally. feeling of i was mm-hmm. i had uh, i had someone on the podcast recently and the episode hasn't come out yet because it's one of the boys of summer but um he says something similar he says that he had something with someone where he was like i guess it was kind of like we were but there was nothing romantic going on but yeah. in every other way we were sort of 
walking through the motions of what being a couple is like and therefore we didn't we wouldn't have dated someone else but we were also dating each other so that sort of nebulous in between where you're just like trying stuff on but that doesn't mean that you're going through all of the processes or whatever i still i saved a card i i'm a notorious like i'll throw things away like you break up we're done you're dead to me but um I saved a card from him from that Valentine's dinner and it was it was like a like a white bear holding like a box of chocolates and you turned it up you opened it up and um it said happy Valentine's Day and then it said your friend Dave but it said you are like why are you (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh you are friend Dave yes Dave you are friend and it's funny now because like his sister's on Facebook but he's not and so occasionally like it's you look back and you're like, Oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Like it was so great when it was, but you know, you're sort of meant to be like the timing with people, Mm -hmm. you know, you're meant to be certain things in their lives. I think anyway, like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, absolutely. hundred percent. Mark and I met almost a year before we started dating. Like it just wasn't time yet. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at maximum fun. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is a game we call Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pit? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high quality game that you yeah. would expect. Dr. Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. I want to make sure we have enough time for this MASH game because I'm okay. very excited about it. Okay. Um, uh, For many reasons, and this could be like... I could be wildly off base with some of these categories that I'm going to do. Okay. You might be like, oh, I know why you would think I would like that, but I don't like that. It's- so we'll see how we do. But um, but the first one I got to do is three uh, Disneyland rides or areas, whatever, that um, in this alternate MASH universe sort of become real and magical in some way. So like we were talking about, like the Pirates of the Caribbean becomes not the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, thank you very much, but like some whatever it was as a child to you like for me it would be like oh that treasure's real and I get to go in and like sit on that bed down there and like play the organ but it's a sort of real imaginary you know door through into Narnia kind of three rides that sort of oh my and that could also mean like yeah Space Mountain I'm on a spaceship or you know the country bear jamboree oh my god the country bear jamboree (laughs) why would you want that but um, no actually that's a pretty good one because it's i think undervalued in the in the disneyland canon yeah yeah yeah. i think it is for sure um for me uh gosh i would almost say like uh something that would be the tomorrowland experience was always really exciting because space mountain was like as pretty pretty much as um as advanced as I could go. Me too. It was a little bit, and even still scary. Me it's too. still yeah. scary to this day. But um, so maybe like something that's more like you could go into like future, mm-hmm. like a f- that, uh, but that's already sort of there. Like Tomorrowland is sort of there. So, hmm, let me think of what I've been 
you know what I thought was actually really great and I think it's also underutilized is in Sleeping Beauty's Castle you can do the oh, walk through yes. attraction so yes. I feel like you should be able to walk through a more like a real scene like you yes. should be able to go to Aurora's oh, christening I love that I love that you okay. should be able to it's great. sort of like early uh, role playing but couldn't um, agree more that would be good yeah that's great oh but wait I, I got two more. two more oh yeah oh my and yeah we can adapt the sort of Tomorrowland idea like it could be that Tomorrowland really is the future and that it's that sort of wonderful 50s version of what the, the 50s version is so good yeah. it's so stylized yeah for sure and like the star tours would probably be the most interesting but that's coming so yeah. that's like that's for sure happening um uh you know i wish in disneyland paris they do a better job of alice in wonderland oh nice but it would be yeah. a better experience to do an alice in wonderland yeah. like going down the rabbit hole wonderful okay. i don't think in japan they do a good version of that too but i, I just wrote alice in wonderful instead of alice in I wonderland because i was in. saying the word wonderful i'm in it's so suggestible um okay and what's your third one the third one would be to continue the people mover because i really miss yes! the people mover i just brought that up it was the the fact that you could go through tron right Tron was so good I and not. I just wanted and to get off there and never come back. Yes. I loved it I'm so with you. much. I'm with you. Oh my I'm God. with you people on that. Mover. Okay, People I'm, Mover. My heart just sang. Right? People, people Mover is so good. Okay. Amazing. All right, great. Um, I'm so happy. Okay, uh, next one is three bands that you, uh, in this alternate universe, yes. living or dead, it could be singer-songwriter, one person, uh-huh. could be whole band, okay. uh, that you can conjure up to perform for you and hang with at a moment's notice. Well, okay, the theme of today is the sugar cube, so we're going to yes. say that, because it seems yes. like so much fun. I could, I absolutely agree. You know, it's not an, an intimidating situation. No, they were so energetic and friendly and... And weird. Like, weird. let's not let's not forget the, like, sort of who are these weird yeah. creatures. What planet are they from? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Um, so, or, so you're conjuring them up to hang out with them or to... It can be... It's sort of the whole experience. It's like you can watch them. They, like, they'll just be performing. You're sort of... You can be transported to see them live in that time period or... Or that you can hang out with them and talk to them or I don't want to hang out and talk. Or you could play on stage with them. Oh my gosh. I would be a great hype man or a backup dancer for There you go. I don't think I'm not I'm not quirky enough to be a flaming lips person Mm -hmm. or um or weird enough to be like an of Montreal like party person. But if you gave me a frog costume, I would totally wear it. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna put the basement jacks on the list Great. because when I was in Japan, um, I went by myself to the Fuji Rock Festival, mm, and how fun. oh, it's so beautiful there, and the Japanese are so nice. And I thought it would be really easy to go to like this major festival by myself, but I stayed in this traditional Japanese hotel, and no one spoke English. And by like the end of the third day, you're really like. I'm a vegetarian too, and I I just ate ice cream because yeah. I couldn't read any of the kanji. So oh, every day God, I would just no have kidding. ice cream. But yeah, that's hard work. That was work. Like you went and worked really hard to be there. It was majestic because it's even though it's like the Fuji Rock Festival, you're in Naibo, which is a ski resort. Mm -hmm. At least that's where they used to hold it. Mm -hmm. And it was right when the Pixies got back together. So the Pixie would perform and then like the weather would just the clouds would roll in across the mountains and then it would pour on you or like same with the white stripes. Like it was really magical music, like the power of music. But anyhow, um, so by the third day I was like alone and the music was not taking me anywhere. And I had walked like 15 minutes down this path where there's monkeys in the trees. And, and I'd sort of, I wanted to see the basement jacks. And so it started raining and I'd found a new place to eat that I could tell was a cheese pizza. And so I remember having like (laughs) this cheese pizza and I was sitting on this plastic union Jack flag, like in the mud eating my pizza and waiting for the basement jacks. And I was like, God, I can't, I never tell anybody like how, 
this is so dumb. I'm so <laughs> dumb right now. And I felt like so bad. And so it's just getting darker and darker and there's no one to talk to. And I see this white van kind of like in the backstage area, like tear to the stage. And I see um, the basement jacks have these like, beautiful big black women that sing with them. And so I see them get out of the van. I'm like, oh, good, they're going to start. And again, it's pouring rain. And they get on stage and they were like, hello, Japan. And they brought it. Oh, they brought it. I was up. I don't care about your pizza. I don't care about the flag. Yes. I don't care about the rain. Everything about it was why you go see live music. And then I had to run to make the Shinkansen so I wouldn't be stuck in Naiba. But uh-huh. <laughs> but they performed at the Hollywood Bowl mm, two years ago. And um, they had people we were dancing like in the aisles and this guy next to us was like, look for me. I'm going to come say hi to you when the basement jacks come on. And we're like, okay, whatever. And they had uh, the white ape, like that's on the cover of root of Rudy. Yeah. They had like 30 people dressed oh my like God. apes oh, that's that came great. out and they were in the performance, like man. performing and running around. And so I would be a, a really good white ape for the basement oh, jacks. I that was it. a really long answer to your question. I, that was a wonderful but story. But I wanted you to understand I really why. I like I was there at that, on that slick plastic union jack <sighs> as it rained. Eating I still my have it. Pizza. I cannot, I can't get rid of it. I don't blame you. And then the third one would probably be, um, I I would love, I'm not nowhere near good enough, but I would like to be in Janelle Monae's, like she comes with like backup dancers yep. that juke yep. and they can spin on the inside of their ankles. Huh? so amazing juking anyway is like amazing already amazing but um but their dance level like if i could i would love just to hang in that cool universe okay well then listen this is gonna be my next category because it flows right in from there which is three uh real life skills so not superhero skills but three real life talents or skills that you wake up with tomorrow and you've just sort of downloaded matrix style and you're like oh i know kung fu or I'm, but it has to exist like in ankles. real world. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, we're start we start getting into the supernatural when it's like, I can understand every language immediately. You know oh. what I mean? Does that make you sad? Yeah. No, well, for sure. I was going to do a category of superpowers also. Oh, okay. Good. So this is just like the grounded real life skills, it but would, it could still be dancing, acrobatics, anything like well, that. Well, I would like to perfect, perfect my juke dancing. Great. Great. That for sure. That is a big, I can do some fancy footwork, but the juking is really amazing. Great. And then two more. Oh, two more. Um, I would have to say my husband plays a lot of instruments. Sure does. And I can't play squat. All right. He tried to teach me a D chord once, like, Uh and I was really too tired, but I would like to. (laughs) Too tired for a D chord. My autobiography. (laughs) Right. I know. So many of those. So Uh, I would like to play the guitar. Great. Guitar. Perfect. Okay. Which he'll laugh if he hears that. Well, yeah, tired for a decord. And then third one, the third skill that I should have or would like to have. Oh, gosh. Um, it would be to um, drift like a too fast, too furious. Oh, yeah. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah. Drifting. <laughs> Is that a skill? Amazing. I think that's a skill. I just tried to draw a car. I can tell you right now. It looks yes. Like a chef frog. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, amazing. Um, okay. Next category is uh, three. Um, like in your vacation home, which we're going to get to where your vacation home is the next category, but so exciting. The style of home, like your vacation home can just kind of be the most, it doesn't mean that it has to be just all, you know, 19th century castle, but is there, are there three styles that, uh, if, if there was no budget 
limitations whatsoever. You could just trick out this vacation home. Three kind of styles if you can so put your finger on So can I have be. Nicole Kidman's home from Big Little Lies? Absolutely. And you know that the, to- the, the top section of that house was built on a soundstage. Oh, really? Because I got so... We love to go up to Big Sur and like yeah, that whole California coast I is so know, romantic. And so I was like, where are these homes and yeah. how much do they cost? Yeah. And so they said that the bottom level of that house was was beautiful, but the top level was like kind of shit. Oh, oh interesting. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I, no, no, no. Cursing 100%. Okay. Oh, I have yeah. such a... It wasn't until I was on the Pistol Shrimps podcast where I realized I swear all the time. <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed. But um, <sighs> anyhow, uh, but the second level was all built on a soundstage and the view was green screened. Interesting. But I thought that house was... Oh, I'm not a minimalist great. at all. Yeah. And I sort of really think that lifestyle, that kind of clean, sleek lifestyle is kind of cool i always think i'm going to get rid of everything in my home and suddenly make it look very vast and spacious and minimal and then each like tchotchke that i pick up i'm like i don't i can't edit this i know why i want this still uh, so it just all ends up the clutter just ends up i 100 exactly hoarder um so i would say that that would be one great. fantasy great um, thing to live in i would also love to live in the polar opposite which would be like a harajuku like crazy japanese wonderland oh yeah great like I could, I could certainly live in Rapungi or, well, that's, maybe that's too gaijin, but I could live somewhere where it's like super kawaii. Yeah. Like cat cafes and, yes. and weird clothing and Agreed. all of that. And everything in your home is like, it looks like a cute toy, even yes. if it's like a knife oh my or God. whatever. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I would live in that world in a heartbeat. Agreed. Agreed. And then the third place, gosh, would probably be like, um, like a super rustic Italian um, villa because I used to joke that my retirement would be like wearing an apron and drinking wine and selling postcards to tourists it. and like an umbria like hook and that was like that's a that's yeah. the next level of tent dressing because you would have a oh, tent absolutely. dress and then while you're working you put an apron over the tent dress and then you would take it off yeah the folds of your skirt oh one of five postcards got lost just in the absolutely. folds of my skirt absolutely I love it um, okay now let's do superhero skills uh, one would be able to like not freeze time but make something stay in a pl- in their place okay like uh, the power of like stick them because I style a lot of stuff and you just like, please just stay right there. Yeah. And if I could just like make it stay with my mind, I would be so excited. That's great. Okay. Um, and then two more superhero mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're only going to end up with one of each of these categories. You know, uh, at the end I got to do like the yeah, meeny, meeny, good type point. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard point, because I have a lot of problems with superhero powers because mm-hmm. I feel like people want to be invisible, but there's not like the, the, the rules of being invisible change so much. Just like the rules of being a vampire change mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I have a lot of issues with like time travel and like mm-hmm. I th- overthink it all. I understand that. So I don't find it to be fun. I so, understand okay. that. So um, my other superpower would be is to eat as much pizza as possible Great. without any effect. Oh, you're like, going to you're gonna enjoy my uh, all food category then that's coming up as well. Yeah, I would like to eat pizza without consequence. I yep. think that would be well. That's that's a hun- now that is hundred percent one of my categories. Oh, that's coming. So that could be a superpower. Well, it can be no because it just doubles your chance of getting it. I don't <laughs> mind. Um, yeah, that's a category as well. Is is three foods uh, can be as specific as like that one you know sushi roll you had that one time, and that you can have it in perpetuity with no physical ramifications, or it can be just donuts. You know, but anyway, so that's to come. So, but I'm put. I'm still leaving this in there. Uh, one more superpower. One more superpower. Uh, okay. Um, does this stump a lot of people? No, or some I'm people are very typically, like, especially people who love, you know, X-Men or who love those who have sort of already thought through what they do and don't like about stuff. I would say one of mine 
is um that like i used to dream that i was flying a lot but mm-hmm. then the dreams kind of at best now i'm bounding oh but it's a very pleasant tiggerish experience to right. feel like there's no aches and pains in my body and i'm just like as buoyant as i want to be for uh, you know in these big kind of leaps but there's no purpose to it it's just like it's just a good feeling it just must represent something in my dreams that means like yeah. you're in a good place but i associate that so positively that i'd be like i'd be a bounder that would be one of my powers would you be able to bound with like your handbag like Yo, with yeah. stuff Absolutely. stuff could bound with Absolutely. you yeah okay um then my superpower might be to make myself very small yeah i think that's okay and you'll be safe. and with the caveat that also everything that i'm wearing becomes small too yeah you're not because i, I want to be specific a, a little pee slinking out of some giant no dress. i want to be like whatever i'm touching becomes small understood. with me understood i i think that that is a rule that makes sense to me let's do this uh let's do the foods let's okay. do the um th- so three types of food uh again as specific or as general as you want Three types of food mm, that are gr- good for you. No physical ramifications could be that in this life you're allergic to it or too many calories or oh, makes my. you sick after eating too much of it. In this alternate universe, pizza, no problem. Cheeseless pizza, great. Ice cream, great. And like a fresh spring roll, maybe. Mmm, got it. Okay, great. And then next one is I don't know. I'm sure you, it's good that you cap that off because I'm sure people will will change their responses. We could go on forever. Oh, I know, absolutely. Forever. Next one yeah. is p- the place where your vacation home will be. So as you know, mansion, apartment, shack, house, that stands yeah. for sort of the size of what it's going to be. But um, three places in the world, and let's just assume you can teleport there so you don't have to worry okay. about like the time it takes to get there Okay, uh, that you would want to have a vacation home. Oh my gosh. Um, well, Big Sur, we talk about a lot. Yeah. And then um, I would have to say like on the ski slope, like in, let's say Switzerland, like okay. somewhere where there's like a real chic chalet. Where I can drink agree. whiskey and just be fashionable in the winter. Wonderful. And then um, maybe the third place would be like a Jetlin Japan. Agreed. For and sure. Agreed. I think all of these would be exactly mine. Yeah. And I'll say Japan because I don't want to be specific. Like I won't be specific. Yeah. No, no, no. Fine. It's okay. Totally general. Very, very Good. fine. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and then, okay. Final category. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, I know that Mark is the one and only for you. Ha <laughs> But I do need to enforce the mm-hmm. final category, okay? Uh, which is uh, three gentlemen. Now, listen, or ladies, it could be this is a whole total alternate universe situation. Yeah. Um, it could be a character from a book. It could be, you know, uh, Robert Redford circa Butch Cassidy. You know, this, okay. this sort of like you can go back in time. Sometimes people for people that feel safer than like saying Angelina Jolie or whatever. Uh, but three. Three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so let's say um, this is very specific, but Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street. Great. Great. Only in Johnny, 21 Jump Street. I'm not talking Jack Sparrow. Nope. I'm not 100%. talking Gilbert Grape. This is how the game is played. This is exactly. Perfect. I would it say is Depp in 21 Jump Street. Depp with a bullet. I got in it. 21 Jump Street for sure. Got it. Um, I was not. Um, so I will also say um, uh, while I was trying to go like if I could go like historically, like that was it for such a long time. And then um, I would say like early Conan O'Brien. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Like in early. Hell yes. Early Hell Conan. Hell yes. I couldn't agree more. I was in love with Conan right? O'Brien. He was in love tall. He with was him. funny. He was clever. It was so he smart. felt accessible. Yeah. It still felt like he might like me. Yeah. Oh God. I loved him so much. I remember his very first, I just knew that it was a Simpsons writer and 
that was going to have a late night show and I was mm-hmm. not into late night at all but somehow that hype worked on me and I remember watching the very first episode and being like oh this is for me right this is for me I might have oh, been you might I have had a fan that club choice. I might have gotten mail from oh the show. I love that and he I also love like it. he also married someone that wasn't like a showbiz person yeah, yeah. which I that is so endearing to me when agreed famous people marry like people they work with that aren't also famous yeah like there's something like that yeah. makes it feel real yeah yeah sure. she we did a tribute to him at Sketchfest, and um he came up with his wife and uh number one i felt like she kind of looked like me so i was really happy because <laughs> i was like i'm glad it's you if not me i'm glad in my mind yeah. i'm glad it's you uh and they were just amazing they were just the exactly what you would hope like great we mark was on the show um doing bits and then we went and saw the show i think i think we must have gone to see a band and we happened to be like going backstage with someone talking and we're in the like looking in the green room and and then we were in a stairwell and he just came around the corner and i was like ah yeah. and i just think i just made like a flat line noise the whole time. i was like ah why are you oh, just, why are you talking to us yes. and then i get really embarrassed like oh, we're keeping you you're uh-huh. you've got things to do like why are we in that so yeah I really get it. God, I'm pleased with that choice. Okay, boy, I feel bad for number three because I don't know how I could have that extreme of a, a reaction as I did for Conan. I know. That's, that's, that's a pretty good one. That's a, that's a for sure a, um, going back into things. I will say this, and this is, this is I just watched The Bank Job uh, mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm, nights ago, mm-hmm. and it rem- reminded me how much I love Jason Statham mm-hmm. because he's sort of like the tough guy, but yeah. sort of, and sort of the bad guy, but still like, the sensitive guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we could put jason statham that's great on that list. God, these are wildly different guys i love it we really have a lot of a cross-section represented here okay um all right so you know this is just a little thing where i do like a doodle that establishes what that mm-hmm. number is going to be so i'm just going to start and you just tell me when to stop and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be for very long okay. okay ready yeah one two three and tell me when to stop stop okay i'm going to pause this okay do some calculations okay i'm going to come back with your what i feel certain is going to be one of my all-time favorite guaranteed mash futures cool thing that people say uh okay this is great this is great you better raise that microphone because i want people to hear your reaction to this um now number one i gotta rip off the bandaid you didn't get conan that's okay but you did get johnny depp circa Uh, and only circa circa. 21 jump street okay uh i usually end with that but i just wanted to get it out of the way because i felt a little sick to my stomach when i crossed off that's so you want to know what that is like total that's a good fantasy thing because it's not who i would go for in real life at all there you go do you know what i mean so it's like oh especially those younger crushes because i just don't i'm not consistently loyal in like my heart going pitter patter Uh -uh. for a celebrity like it just doesn't mean that anymore but when you're a teenager that remove and that like especially if you're not sure what you're doing in your own life it becomes so easy to fictionalize this one person that you're just like I love you. You get all my love. Yes, absolutely. 21 Jump Street. 21 Amazing. Jump Street. Um, Jump. You can, uh, <laughs> you can also um, dip into the world of Alice in Wonderland. And oh. might I add, not the oh. Alice in Wonderland, that, 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 that remake. But this is this sort of wonderful, real version of Alice in Wonderland that you're also experiencing at Disneyland. So it's okay. not like it's, you know. It's not the well, Tim, now you're not the really Tim stuck Burton there. Experience no, at all. This it's is classic. that version. Got it. Um, you can, uh, while you're there or elsewhere, eat un 
limited supplies of ice cream. Well done. That's amazing. Oh, it sounds so good right now. Uh, you can, I'm sure you keep plenty of it in your giant, gorgeous, minimalist freezer in your Nicole Kidman and <laughs> Big Little Lies house. <laughs> I love that. Which strangely Does is it come now, from, listen, oh it's God, in this Switzerland. Is weird. It's not in the Big Sur though. So it's, okay. you, so that sort of house is in Switzerland, which also actually makes perfect sense to me because you sort of imagine the snow falling outside I like that there's like a bizarro, a I can't, I can't attach Johnny Depp to Switzerland, but yeah. I can attach him to Alice in Wonderland. And unfortunately I can attach him to Big Little Lies because yeah. of the Amber Heard stuff. Oh God. But Switzerland. So we're ah, redeeming ourselves. That's right. We're coming back around. I also want you to rest assured that, and I think there are some pretty fantastic curvy roads to drive as you drift in Switzerland <laughs> and the German Alps right in the Audubon oh is just God. right at your doorstep too waiting fast, for you to furious. indulge in. <laughs> And then when you're like, you know what, I want to explore, but I want to explore the world as miniature me, which actually ties into Alice in Wonderland as it well. It does. It does. Uh, so you can make yourself and all your clothes tiny, and you could even shrink down your whole house if you want to live in a little dollhouse world for a while. Um, and you did get the house, not the mansion, apartment, or shack. So oh, that's your house I'd like in Switzerland. No pressure. I like it. Yeah. And uh, that just leaves us with your performances and your friendship with. Uh, basement jacks. Oh, which see? I'm very glad about. After you told that wonderful story, I would have been disappointed if it no, hadn't I'm, been. No, I'm I'm very happy about that too. Yeah. That's your mash future, that, my dear. I, I think it's. I think pleasure. that's a good one. For that was sure. so fun. I'm so glad Chris suggested this. I thanks, Chris. I just trusted him implicitly. Um, so it, listen. I mean, there, there we're not. This isn't a situation where you're like promoting a TV show you're on. So I don't think no. you have to. It's not like uh, follow me on Twitter. No, I can Twitter, only but, uh, promote my husband's stuff. That's pretty much it. Nothing wrong with that. He's There's, very talented too. He's. Uh, it's Mark McConville, which I think we've alluded to this whole time. Yeah, maybe people know that. They I might know him from super ego and from pistol shrimps radio and there's a good chance a hundred thousand other things yeah Yeah. but um you guys pistol shrimps radio they're coming back next week and um yeah you can see me in uh this week's people magazine for a capri sun ad i did a capri sun ad which we didn't even get to talk about i work on photo shoots so uh capri sun the thing that lasted through the 80s that you wouldn't necessarily have thought well the funny thing about it now is that they're the whole thing is like it's all organic and good for you oh wow that's amazing seems like a lie yeah <laughs> but we did we this ca- we did test. a campaign where we um had to do like kids behaving badly to kind of get people's attention mm-hmm. and so we um there was a brother and sister and it's supposed to look like the sister was duct taped to a garage door uh-huh and so they're like okay so you have to you have to figure out how to duct tape this girl to the garage door and i was like okay mm, she's like an eight-year-old yeah so I'm like, all right. And they said, and we're going to film all the social media stuff at the same time we're doing like the still shoots. Okay. So it has to be practical. Right. And I was like, it can't what? just be a shell that you or it if it can't. Is, it, yeah, and she's it not to. or she can't be standing on anything like right. it has to absolutely look practical. And so we went Holy into this Lord. house in the Palisades and I built we built this whole fake garage door that we put into the homeowners. Oh, my God. Like, garage. And then we brought all this stuff. I was like, I don't know what's going to work. And so we ended up putting her in a rock climbing harness. Yeah. 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 Underneath her clothes. We had a bike what a good seat. Sport we had she was. All huh? this stuff. I hope. Yeah. Well, she didn't even know. Oh, I said wow. to the parents, hi. Thanks uh-huh. for bringing your daughter. Oh my God, Disney style. She's about to get weird. She's going to yeah. get hung from the garage door yeah. and duct taped. Are you cool with that? And they were like, what? Oh my God. But she hung there and the, the harness worked. And then we had a small hook that we just, with a carabiner, hooked her on. And then all the 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 duct tape was faked. You know, it only oh, stuck certain God. places. Yeah. So anyhow, um, 
they uh, it worked and she was a real good sport. For and like, so did and so was there and so there really is a place that we can see yeah it's, it's been cool. in people it's been in people magazine but that's down. the only that's the funny part there's a second part to the it. campaign with a kid waking up his sister while she sleeps but the new capri sun ads i worked on i am looking for that i'm stat. super famous uh that's correct that's correct capri sun everybody thanks to my non-sponsor capri sun right um okay guys uh thank you so much for, seeing for doing for the podcast. Me. i can't wait to hang out in life i know The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.